So we're talking about the Vanderbilt? Well, uh, Vanderbilt. It's Schmanners. Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. Hello, my dove. Hello, dear. How far art thou? That's not, I mean. Ro- Ro- Romeo? Well, I realized, like, I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to say it cute. But the thing is, a lot of people don't know this. So here's a little Shakespeare translation thing that most when it says, wherefore art thou, Romeo? Julia's not looking for Romeo. What Juliet is saying is, why are you Romeo? Why couldn't you be someone other? Wherefore art thou? Why couldn't you be? Mm, and so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I don't know why I said, how far art thou? Because that's nothing. <laughs> that, that means nothing. But how are you doing, my dove? I'm doing okay. I wish the rain outside was snow. I talk about the weather a lot, but it also um, it affects my mood so much. I'm feeling kind of. Like uh, you're being affected by the seasons? Yes. Okay. You know, um, (laughs) I wish that it was not precipitating at all. But you love the rain. I do love the rain, but also we've been trying to get a fence put in our backyard (laughs) for the last like three months and they can't do it. Listen, this isn't the time to talk about this. Okay. We're going to talk about uh, the, no, a, okay. I am confused by this and I made sure not uh, on purpose not to learn anything Ever, but specifically right now, before we recorded, because we had talked about talking about Vanderbilts, uh huh, and I don't know anything. So, start okay, so at zero. S- starting at zero, Amy Vanderbilt is a was okay was a woman. Well, spoiler, <laughs> who wrote a book um, about etiquette and. When I was researching her, I assumed yeah. having the name Vanderbilt, which, you know, shares the name of a college. Yes. And um, and the... A very rich family, a, right? A very rich family. Um, Cooper Anderson. Anderson Cooper. Okay. <laughs> Anderson Cooper is related to Gloria Vanderbilt, who is also related to Commodore Cornelius Vanderbilt, okay. who was a 19th century railroad magnate and millionaire. Okay. And um, I have to assume that Commodore was a title he earned and not his first name. Right. Right. Okay. Cornelius was his first name. Not Commodore. Not Though, Commodore. if you are going to name someone Commodore, I think that's <laughs> a great idea. And if you see me on the Joko Cruise, I do answer to Commodore as established last year. It's true. Um, okay. But, and, like, Bilt, Biltmore, right, is Vanderbilt? Is that the Biltmore State? Is the Vanderbilt something? Yes. Okay. Yes. What does this have to do with Amy Vanderbilt? Nothing, really. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. What a twist. Let's talk about other people that don't have anything to do with Amy <laughs> Vanderbilt. Um, she did claim to be related to these more famous Vanderbilts by way of the brother of Cornelius Vanderbilt. Okay. But more likely, they probably just shared a common ancestry with um, a Dutch colonist from okay. New Netherlands. Um, 
Oh yeah, Vanderbilt. Okay. Yeah. yeah Vander. Yeah, this is very Neverlandy. Right. Like I said, they probably just shared an ancestor. Is it? This is the at least second time, if not more than that, that this has happened, because like Dale Carnegie mm-hmm. is not related to the Carnegie Hall Carnegies. Right? Exactly. <sighs> Isn't Man. that funny? You know, there's a um, there's a movie. I mean, although we could talk about, we won't this time. Yeah. But we could talk about the Vanderbilts. I do eventually want to talk about the Biltmore State because it's like right. a place you can still go now. And but there's a there's they a, are like great examples of like the golden age elite. There's a, a Eddie Murphy movie in which he uh, runs for Senate. I can't remember if it's representative for Congress, and he ends up winning. And basically, he runs. Because his name, and he's like a con man, you know, who's mm-hmm. running to it. But they, he runs and he wins because his name is very similar to the person who had uh, been the representative the time before. Mm-hmm. And so he wins based on name recognition. And I wonder if there's something to that for like, if your last name is like Carnegie or Vanderbilt or something like you got a cert even if you're not related to them, it still gives you like a two percent bonus or something. I wonder. I wonder. Um, so Amy Vanderbilt. Can I tell you all a weird thing that happened? <laughs> Every time we start recording, Willow Oh yeah who has cat. not been interested that's our cat, our beautiful, beautiful striped kitty, who has not been interested in us whatsoever as soon as we start recording, all she wants to do is be in our laps and rub against the microphones. It's amazing. Okay, so if you hear some light rustling against the microphone, that's our kitty. <laughs> um, okay. So Amy Vanderbilt was born uh, in Staten Island, and she uh, has a journalism background, really. Okay. She was working as like a reporter for a small newspaper, the Staten Island Advance, when she was 16. Um, and went on to be educated in Switzerland okay. and at the Packer Collegiate Institute in Brooklyn, and it also attended New York University. Okay. So wow. she wasn't like you know just Joe Schmo. Yeah. She had some really not that Joe Schmo isn't a good writer, right? I really like their stuff. There's something about it. Sounds like she had quite a pedigree. Did you say you went to school in Sweden or Switzerland? Switzerland. Switzerland. There's something about that, even if it's a, just an absolute dump school. There's something about telling me that someone who went to school in Switzerland is like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> that must be nice. It must be a great school. They must be well educated. But for all I know, they went to like, you know, garbage university in Switzerland. Right. Um. So she is often heralded as kind of the, I don't know, I would say that she was thought to be kind of like not the antithesis to Emily Post but like the up and comer for the younger generation for the, him the bad boy of etiquette if you will she, no not the bad, bad the, but like uh, oh she was the Christina Aguilera to the Britney Spears of Emily Post mm, no. no she was the Backstreet Boys to the NSYNC of Emily Post no she was the so if Emily Post was kind of like the stodgy grandma she was like the hip new modern etiquette Person. So if Emily Post was like multigrain Cheerios, then she was like the Honey Nut Cheerios that you added like chocolate milk to. Sure. Okay. <laughs> cool. Got there. Uh, she published her book, Amy Vanderbilt's Complete Book of Etiquette, 
What a bold title. Yeah. See, that's why I would just say, like, I put as much stuff in. Travis McElroy's, I included as much as I could think of. Now, listen. She uh, published it in 1952, and it was a 700-page volume. Oh, wow. So it does sound rather complete okay. to me. <laughs> it, it wasn't just a clever name. I see. Right. Right. Um, she was asked to do this because she had um, a client who at uh, Doubleday, which I guess is was a, a reigning um, publisher, publisher at yeah. the time, um, because she also worked in the advertising and magazine industries. So she was actually like a president of a major public relations film firm in the 1940s. Like, so she was kind of a smarty pants. You know what I mean? This is very interesting because when you think about um, I, I feel like Emily Post, um, but more so like Miss Manners and some of the people we've talked about before. I mean, Emily Post, I don't know that we'll ever top Emily Post for being both a resource for us and also just an amazingly surprising person. But it's it's rare to find, what did she do that made her a, a like, go-to source for etiquette? Because, like, Miss Manners wrote um in and uh who is the other one ask i don't know but they write columns right they do advice columns oh yeah i mean ask miss manners basically but what did what did miss vanderbilt do well i mean she was kind of just in the business and basically this this client at double day was like hey you throw really great dinner parties and you know the business of books and stuff so you should write a book oh my goodness yeah i know and she did like five years of research and then published this book that continues to be revised and and published today like they they just published last year um another edition like there it is. And that one includes things like, you know, texting etiquette and stuff like that. The okay. original one doesn't, yeah. obviously. Okay. Yeah, Teresa. <laughs> I would guess that the one that came out in the 50s doesn't have stuff about, I don't know, email? <laughs> Just a guess. Anyway, um, it was a smashing success at the time. I mean, obviously, still now, more editions continue to yeah. be made. But, um, I mean, and you also, this is going to sound like I'm making a joke, but something, you, for us to know about it now... Right. Think about this. If someone said you have to pick up this 700 page volume, I'd be like, "Mm, I'll wait. (laughs) Well, maybe it's not important. We'll see. I think the thing is, it wasn't written as like something you pick up and read cover to cover. It was like a reference volume. So 700 pages, although that's a lot of pages, it's not like you're going to sit down and read a novel of 700 pages worth of etiquette. It's you're supposed to, you know, use the index and look up the advice that you need. Do you um, think something like this, at least in that form, and this isn't to sound uh, like like an old man, but I will. Do you think that something like this is going the way of the dodo in that like, because you, you just said like a reference book, right? Yeah. And I wouldn't even think of like, well, like I don't think we own an encyclopedia or a dictionary. Or no, we do. We do? Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> anywho, because we have the internet, you know what I mean? Because so much of we our We own reference- a dictionary, I meant, I mean to say. Okay. You said encyclopedia or dictionary. We do own a dictionary. Um, it but has a very like- pretty spine, and so I took the dust cover off, and it's up in our... 
<laughs> in our guest room just being decorative. So, but but do you think that right now someone could be like, I have written a you know twelve hundred page compendium of all go to manner things, or do you think people are just like, okay, do you have a blog that I can like search or do you definitely have, yeah definitely okay. the latter. I mean. I do most of my research through the internet, not to say that my internet research isn't based on books. Right. I went through and I read a lot of Amy Vanderbilt's index. Um, so I know that there are like a bunch of chapters on everything from how to dress smartly to mm -hmm. how to RSVP to a wedding to like, I mean, it's all there. And, and I also don't want anyone at home listening to this to, to mistake this as me saying, who even reads books anymore? <laughs> I'm saying like... What are these paper what? things? I mean like someone to become a breakout household name for writing a reference book. Yeah. Like it seems harder now than, than it might have been uh, when people were hungry for reference material. Mm -hmm. Like any kind of like... Thank gosh, it's all here in one place and I don't have to like <laughs> ask all my friends, right? Well, and it was so popular that after that, after it was published, um, she became a newspaper column writer okay. um, for Etiquette Protocol. Um, and she, That's so interesting to me, though, because that seems swapped around, It should be the other around, way, right? I know. Is that you, you, you become known as a name in Etiquette and then someone says, you should write a book. Not like, well, you wrote the book, so... Do you want to just start a column now? That's yep. so interesting. Isn't that funny? And the same way, um, she then authored a best-selling cookbook, which huh. was illustrated by Andy Warhol. Wow. Okay. Very cool, right? Um, and then she hosted a TV show on manners from 1954 to 1960 called It's Good Taste. Okay. Um, and then a similarly themed radio program from 1960 to 1962 called The Right Thing to Do. Okay. So, like, it, it was like, like you said, a breakout success, but kind of the other way than we think about it now. Yeah, that's so interesting. And I was going to say, that is a very varied career. Right. So, like, to have a, a still um, published book. Mm -hmm. and a radio show mm -hmm. and a television show and a cookbook that you're like and she served uh as an etiquette consultant for a bunch of different government agencies and organizations including the u.s department of state wow just because she threw good parties no okay i do want to say <laughs> i think it was because of the five years of research probably that but also she had a journalism background she was well connected she was a president of a company of public relations she seemed to be kind of an all-around super smart gal you yeah know? it kind of seems like too and maybe this is what would make somebody like this different from like a Emily Poster and uh, Dale Carnegie is a good reference to this mm -hmm. because it's like, hey, here's all these skills, but also here is practical application of them for like business and social uh, mobility, maybe. I don't know. You know, I, I'm not the expert on it, but it, I, my guess would be that she probably had a much more um, targeted approach to it of like, mm -hmm. Here's what you need to do if you want to do this. Right. If this is your goal to get to here, you need to be able to do these things. I agree. Um, her personal life was not so targeted. Um, and I say that only because really what I could find was that she was married four times and divorced three of those times. Well, that's 
that's still less divorces than marriages. That's true. Um, she had three sons, uh, Lincoln Gill Clark, Paul Vanderbilt Knopf, and Stephen John Knopf. Okay. Um, here's the thing. The, the kind of like Emily Post, whoa. Wait. Don't tell us. Because we're going to throw out some thank you notes to our sponsors and we'll be back with a whoa moment, or as I'm choosing to call it, a whoa moment. <laughs> This week, we're sponsored in part by Bombas. I would like to tell you about Bombas. Uh, we just got back from a live show tour weekend that mm-hmm. involved a lot of walking around Austin. I wore my Bombas socks. Oh, man, did they make a heck of a difference. You're Be- feeling good and comfy on your feet. I, I was. And do you know why? Because Bombas socks feature arch support system, a cushioned footbed, stay-up technology, seamless toe, and super soft cotton. And that last one, the super soft cotton, that might be my favorite. Because all that other stuff is great, <laughs> but like, I like to feel like my socks are just like hugging my foot Aww. and giving them little kisses. <laughs> um, and also, speaking of uh, feeling good when you're wearing your socks. And tender, tender kisses. And tender kisses. <laughs> Bombas Socks donates one brand new pair of socks for every pair they sell. To date, they've sold and donated over 9 million pairs of socks. And that's that makes you feel good. Both it makes your, your socks feel good, but also... Wait, I'm going to try that joke again. Okay. It makes the soles of your feet feel oh. good, but also the soles of your soul. Yeah. I think I nailed it. I think I did that too early, but... I we knew where you were there. going. Yeah, they're amazing. Um, so if you want to check them out, go to bombas.com slash schmanners. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com. And you'll get 20% off your first order. That's bombas.com slash schmanners. And use the code schmanners, S-H-M-A-N-N-E-R-S. Schmanners is also sponsored in part by Canvas People. And this is people made of canvas? Uh, no. Okay. It's canvas made of people. No, that would, no. No. Okay. No. What Canvas People do is they print your favorite memories on canvas and turn them into unique works of art that add a beautiful touch to your home. When we were in Austin, we were at Griffin and Rachel's home, hosts of Wonderful, and, and also, like, my and, brother and sister-in-law. Okay. Yes, of course, of course. And they had this beautiful picture of their son, Henry, brightly colored. Oh, it was lovely. It was, and it was like a painting. And because, you know, that's the thing is, listen, we've all got, we've got photos around our house, right? You frame it up, right? And it's nice. But a canvas people, canvas print of that really, A, stands out. B, people are going to comment on it. And see, like, it looks like something so special and unique. It's amazing. And it would make a great gift, oh, too. Yeah. Um, so with those, with Canvas people, you get your favorite memories printed to, out to cherish and hang on your walls. Um, on Canvas. On, I don't know if that was right, clear. Yes. context, it's not just like a printed photo. It's, it's, it's Canvas. Yes. Um, so what you have now as a special, very limited holiday offer canvaspeople.com is offering a very their popular size of 11 by 14 photo canvas for free that's right for free they normally sell at 69.99 but for this week only you'll pay nothing and just cover shipping and handling 
To get your free canvas, just text Schmanners to 797979. You'll only have to pay shipping and handling, and this offer won't last. So text Schmanners to 797979. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm the JV Club Podcast, Janet Varney, and I used to suffer from indecision. I couldn't choose between Star Wars and Star Trek, whether to call or text, or the best way to cook my eggs. But now, thanks to my weekly dose of We Got This on Maximum Fun, my decisions are made for me. Thanks, Mark and Hal. Warning, We Got This may cause shouting, phone throwing, the illusion that the hosts can hear you, laughter on public transit, and death. We Got This with Mark and Hal. We know what's best. This holiday season, we're flooding the Max Fun store with our biggest ever new product launch. 17 brand new items from some of your favorite shows. I bet you know someone who needs a new shirt or mug, maybe a hoodie. Cozy up in a pair of Max Fun logo socks or keep the sun out of your eyes with a rocket dad hat. There is literally no better holiday gift for the Max Fun fan in your life than some new gear. And hey, Pick yourself up a little something, too. You deserve it. Check it all out at MaxFunStore.com. That's MaxFunStore.com. All right, Teresa, give me that moment. Well, she died under mysterious circumstances. Wow. Okay. December 27th, 1974. The official cause of death was multiple fractures of the skull after falling or jumping from a second-story window in her townhouse in New York. Okay. Um, the thing is, there was no, like, note if it was a suicide. Was uh, anybody home? Were there any suspects? Yes, her, her son was at home as well. Um, he said that she had told him earlier that she was going to go lay down because she had headaches due to hypertension, uh-huh. um, which also often caused her to get dizzy. Okay. So did she get so dizzy that she fell out a window? Well, maybe she wanted to get a breath of fresh air, so she opened the window, but then she got dizzy and she fell out? Maybe. Was her son a suspect? What about that uh, fourth non-divorced husband? <laughs> no. Um, there were never any charges filed. It was it was not the the circumstances were really so mysterious. Like I said, there's no way of knowing if she jumped or fell. Okay, so what you're telling me is that we got ourselves a cold case. It's serial season four, only here on Spanish. Uh-huh. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> um, but to me, it would seem that. I'm not sure about like the 70s because I wasn't there. Yes. Obvs. But it's got to be hard to fall out of a window, don't you think? I don't know, honey. Hmm. Mysterious. Maybe it was a poorly designed window. I don't know. I didn't. I wasn't able to find pictures of the window that she fell out of. Okay. Or jumped out of. Well, mm, we may never know. Yeah. Nobody. Uh, I found her obituary. And it is, it's very nice. Um, talks about all of her wonderful accomplishments. And just says that she died of a fall. 
So like, uh, how old was she? Do you know what year was she born? Um. Well, she died 1974. She was born in 1908. So how old did that make her? So that would be what 66 years old. Yes. Yeah, give or take. 66 years old. I see. Yeah. So. What are some of her, you said you looked up some of her like lessons and stuff. So oh, tell, yeah. me, tell me all about it. What kind of stuff did she advocate for and push for? Um, what were her lessons? <laughs> well, what I, what I can read to you, uh, because like I said, it's a 700 page uh, tome, um, is I would like to read to you some of the headings for the chapters okay. so you can get an idea. Um, so let's see. The first section is called the ceremonies of life. Things like wedding invitations, um, reception pew cards and train cards, uh, military and naval forms of wedding invitations. Like, this is going pretty deep in. Um, she talks about arranging the wedding, things like getting the minister of the church together, um, church gifts for the bride's attendance and ushers and, and things like that, dressing for the wedding. She talks about wedding gifts. She goes into debu- debuts, like we talked about, oh, like debutantes and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not about to eat a bag of chips. I just want everyone to know I'm giving Buttercup a treat. I just don't want anyone to hear that rusting <laughs> of a bag. Like, Is Charles about to like, yummy down on some chips in the middle of an episode? No. Uh, she talks about courtship and engagements. Um, one of the subheadings being should an en- how long should an engagement last? Mm. Uh, is an engagement irrevocable? Okay. Um, let's see. I would say by definition, no. Right? Is that, can you break off an yeah. engagement? Yeah. By defi- that's not an engagement. No. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. Even a marriage isn't that. Okay. Uh one of those celebrations of life, she says, is a funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, and the next large heading, she goes about talking about dress and manners. And I think that this really talks about um, more like, say, for example, talks about what to wear and uh, what is in expected in various sports. So like kind of like not just manners engaging with other people but like manners for life how you should do this sort of stuff okay um let's see clothes for active sports <laughs> i thought that was a very interesting heading um so the 23 the fastidious well-mannered woman okay mhm mhm talking about how to sit comfortably and gracefully and uh, when a woman may remove her hat Whenever she wants. <laughs> uh, next is the social pleasantries. These are more of the things that I think about when I think about, quote, manners. Um, uh, dangerous topics of conversation, how to parry direct questions, things Ooh, like that. I like that, for how to parry direct questions on guard. On I guard. Like uh, she talks about the smoking problem. Is that the problem with people smoking? Yes, but um, she was actually kind of sponsored by Lucky Stripe. Well, who wasn't at that point? Everyone was sponsored by cigarettes. 
<laughs> if you go on YouTube, you can find a commercial that she did for Lucky Stripe where she directly addresses the camera pretty like creepily for a long time okay. um, about smoking. So she wasn't against smoking, but she wanted everyone to, you know, be aware of the people around them, not to drop your ash on the carpet, uh, to position your cigarette so it's not um, smoking in people's faces, things like that. Okay. You know, it was the 50s. Like you said, everybody smoked. Everybody smoked. And she goes through, like, table manners and tea manners and dinner things and home entertaining. Like, I mean, it's... Everything you would expect from a 700-page volume of complete etiquette. Absolutely. Um, and this is just chapter 34, Entertaining Indoors, page 293. Like, we haven't even gotten through half of the index. Wow. It's exhaustive, isn't it? Yeah, so it's a beefy book, is what yes. you're telling me. It is complete. Yes. So before we wrap up, is there anything else that we should know about uh, Amy Vanderbilt? Well, um, she had, at the time, received criticism for allowing for too many things. You know what I mean? Like, the, the way the book is written, she received criticism for not really calling anyone out as being rude or unmannerly. Okay. She talks about a lot of, you know, ways of behavior, but she isn't really accusatory. But I like that. I do, too. Yeah. And I don't particularly think that Emily Post was accusatory in her book either. Um, but she was like I said, she received some pretty sharp criticism about making so many allowances that is really anything rude. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, just I looked it up. Uh, Emily Post was born over 30 years before Amy Vanderbilt. So just like point of comparison, I also think that comparing one person's writing style to the other when they were born at least two generations, I'm not sure how long a generation is, but at least three decades before, I don't think you can necessarily say the one, you know, has to fit the other style. And not only that, the manners of the time had changed by then. Um, there was certainly a new style, even a more global style of thinking, I would say, in the 50s um, than than there was when Emily Post wrote hers. Yeah. Um, so that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, if you have any ideas for topics, feel free to tweet them at us at SchmannersCast on Twitter. Uh, you can email us, SchmannersCast at gmail.com. Um, we'd like to say thank you to our network, MaximumFun.org. And also really excited to say that the uh, JV Club, which is Janet Varney's podcast, where she talks with amazing women, has moved to Max Fun. Hooray! I'm super excited about it. Um, I'm both a big fan of Janet Varney, and also she's a friend, and she's great. So you should check out JV Club. Uh, you're going to love it. She does um, some, some during the summer special episode, she calls The Boys of Summer, where she talks to boys. And I have been on, uh, been on an episode of it, and it was just an absolute pleasure. Um, and Janet Varney, just a joy. Um, <laughs> let's see what else. Um, make sure to check out all the merch uh, at macroymerch.com. A uh, really cute little collar pin set. Very nice. Yes. 
Of our of stuff. Of our stuff. Yes. That <laughs> of says, it's a deer and a dove designed by Kate Leth. Then it says, hello, my deer and hello, my dove. There's also a t-shirt with the same design. Um, and there's lots of other McRoy stuff on there, including um, some uh, like Candle Nights ornaments. Candle Nights is the holiday that the McRoy's invented that encompasses all other holidays. Um, and you can get some ornaments on there at McRoyMerch.com. Um, and let's see. What else, Teresa? What do we always say here? Well, we always thank Brent, Brentel Floss Black, for writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. We also thank Kayla M. Wassel for our beautiful Twitter thumbnail art. And he already mentioned where uh, you can find that, that little thumbnail at Schmanner's Cast. Um, and also thank you to Keely Weiss Photography, who uh, took the picture for the banner art of the fan run facebook group schmanners fanners that is something that if you enjoy our podcast you will love this group so go ahead and join it and get give advice to other fans of the show um and that's going to do it uh, it's going to do it for us there it is so join us again next week no rsvp required you've been listening to schmanners manners schmanners get it MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.